All right, now welcome to the Money Mitch Effect. Joining us now, talking some college football. We're on the road to the playoff. He's on the road back to the city. Uh, Sean Sullivan calling in. Sully, thanks for joining my man. Thanks for having me, good sir. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, let's talk some ball, baby. We've, we've had uh, a cancellation a day for like the past week, I feel like, but let's hopefully we can get the rest of these games in. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, circumstances are what they are. We've seen some... We've seen some replacement teams. Rutgers is in a bowl game at 5-7. and seven. We've seen some shape-shifting, some pieces on the chessboard being moved a little bit with Central Michigan now going to the Sun Bowl. So there's some flexibility here, which I think is ultimately a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Rutgers and their uh, prestigious bowl history, this is by far and away their, uh, their biggest bowl game they've ever played in, so being the Gator Bowl. So uh, it's you got to love it. That's the most Rutgers thing of all time. Back, basically inventing college football way back when playing Princeton, and now their uh, most prestigious poll is backing in at five and seven. You got to love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, this would have been when I would have gone into pro wrestling mode. I don't think you needed to tell. Uh, I, I think you know, getting into this game. I mean, they're you know, like you said, they're a five and seven team taking a last minute invite into the Gator Bowl. But it could have been something to where Wake didn't know. They didn't need to know who they were playing until, like, right before kickoff. <laughs> because at that point, yeah, exactly. they're, they're getting extra practices in versus a team that's, you know, and Rutgers is going to play hard. We know that under Shiano. But, you know, this is a tough spot to be in. But an opportunity nonetheless. Yeah, and, and Wake is going to bring everybody back next year. They're going to be a top, you know, 15 team and probably one of the ACC favorites. So they're they're looking for – uh, it, yeah, like you said, anybody they're going to play, they're, they're ready to rock and roll. They're going to play this game no matter what. So the Rutgers is looking, yeah. looking I think, kick the Hornets' nest. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody even tries to fake slide, there will be hell to pay. We know that against Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. So as we go on this Wednesday, uh, the 29th, we'll be getting this out a little bit. So uh, we'll try to go through the games that are still on the slate as of now um, going forward. Uh, looking at some games that are on the on the agenda, Sully, I want to start with the Cheez-It Bowl because I saw Davo's orange outfit, and I know you're a big orange yeah. guy, but I think you even have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the roadside worker jumpsuit wasn't the best look for him, for sure. I, I, you know, he, he rocked an orange blazer from Belk a few years ago. That was a pretty sharp look. This one wasn't wasn't very sharp. I, I, I think uh, the the fact that this game could have been a uh, uh, you know a power or a group of six bowl um, going into the season and now it's getting played in the Jesus Bowl is a little bit of a shock for Dabo. I, I think he's a little off kilter. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this game. I actually think it's one of the tougher ones to pick because, as you mentioned, it, yep. it could have been a New Year's six game. And you look at motivation. You look at how teams finished and you look at where they're trying to go. And I am leading Clemson in this game. I like Matt Campbell as a coach. I just don't know that he had the roster, had the horses this year. And Clemson, for all the drama, for all the for all of what they went through, they win this game that's 10 on the season, I think. So they're, yep. you know, they're right where they need to be. So I do like Clemson. Yeah, and then Dabo will move into the 150th win, which is uh, along with Urban Meyer and uh, uh, Nick Saban. Uh, tying uh, a record for through his first 15 years as a coach, so that's that's pretty crazy for him. So that that's a good that would be a good feather in the cap. And they they've closed the season strong for all the the heat they took early. You know, uh, the, I think they've won their last five games, so they're coming in hot. And Iowa State is so up and down. 
Brock Purdy without Brees Hall, that's 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 a tall, tall task. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm leaning Clemson on this one in a, in a small spread. And just quickly, we talked about it last week uh, when I talked to uh, Kent Brown, who's down in Florida hanging out with the Rutgers team, I think, right now. But we, <laughs> but we talked about Oregon-Oklahoma last week, and we both leaned Oklahoma, given that you know Stoops is going to come in there, and he's there to win, and Oregon's a little bit in disarray. But um, if he goes for a tequila bath, I mean, I, I guess I'm a Stoops fan now. I never thought this day would come. But you know, the older you yeah. get, I guess, the more fun you get in Oklahoma. hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> The dude, the dude's fun again. Like, what the heck? I mean, he's he's normally just a vanilla guy, good coach, but yeah, a, a tequila bath that would sting a little bit, probably. I feel like, but um, yeah, shoot, that, that gets the party started early. That'd, that'd be a hell of a press conference. Well, well, you can smell him from a mile away. <laughs> oh yeah, depending on what brand they use, because I, I mean, there's no, there's different ones. Tequila, obviously, yeah, he's he, he's he's not going to allow any. He's not going to allow some uh, some uh, Jose Cuervo. It's got to be whatever tequila that he pimps out. I can't remember the name of it, but no. Um, yeah. No. And them saying, what are they going to do? Fire me. I mean, that is just perfect for an interim coach to be, be saying, uh, all right. Well, yeah. Sully, Sully, we'll go to Thursday because that's your game. And I wanted to give you ample time to talk about this. The Vols take sure. Purdue as a 5.5 favorite. A lot of buzz on the Vols going into this game. Obviously, Purdue's got some players sitting out. The game is in Nashville. Tennessee doesn't have to travel far. And the lush, the illustrious history, the illustrious history of the Vols just beating up on middle of the pack Big Ten teams in bowl games. All yep. going in your favor. Yep. I know where you're leaning on this one. Yeah, I love the Vols in this spot. No Carl Office, no Bell for the Purdue Boilermakers. They also have a couple guys that they announced out as well. Uh, and, and Tennessee's got everybody playing as of now. So um, Cedric Tillman coming back, announced he's coming back. Hooker announced he's coming back for next year. Both those guys have an SEC East Hunt title on their mind, and this would be a really good springboard. And, yeah, like you mentioned, I think Tennessee it, it, it has a, a history going back to the Butch Jones days of just having a, a, a seven-win season and then capping it off and beating the hell out of a, <laughs> of, of a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team, and this is, this is number, number five. So, uh, yeah, I think the matchups pair well. Um, Purdue, I, I don't think, has the horses on the on the on the defensive side of the ball to hang with uh, Tennessee's athletes on the outside. Bellis Jones is playing; this will be his last game, um, and in orange and white. And it's going to be a, a really pro ball crowd in Nashville. And, and yeah, it, it, the the secondary coach for Purdue yesterday might have opened his big mouth and said, "Hit and hooker's good." Uh, up to 10 yards, and then he only completes 40% of his passes over 10 yards. Well, I don't know what kind of game he, he's been watching, but they, they, they were smoking Georgia and Alabama for, for Cedric Tillman at over 100 yards in both of those games on two playoff teams. So with, with, with a, a couple 70-yard-plus bombs worked in there. So, yeah, I don't know what game he's been watching, but Hindenhooker can, can beat you deep. Um, and he's he's gonna have to watch out because I don't think they're gonna be able to score with them without David Bell. And you were the one that said Butch Jones's name. I'm just gonna throw that out there as well. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's fair. It's uh, it's all trending your direction. Especially I love you know playing in this game specifically in Nashville. Balls a long going. 
Uh, and we'll see. I mean, this time of year, it's what is what is the uh, motivation is a common theme of this one. Uh, another game, you know, that we have to talk about is the Mayo Bowl because this is a, this yeah. is conflicting uh, reactions of it too. Uh, Mac Jones is basically willing to bathe himself in mayonnaise for I think three weeks if they get a win in this one. So we'll see. The, yep. the North Carolina South Carolina rivalry is fun. Teams that don't normally play good geographic matchup. I think the bowl committee got it right. Uh, I just. Both these teams were not trending great to end the season, and uh, no. I don't know. I mean, I would I would lean North Carolina, but I have no idea. This is low on my confidence picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go North Carolina on this one. I think Sam Howell is the best player on the field, um, and Ty Chandler, running back for UNC, has ample history of, of putting up big numbers against South Carolina in his days at Tennessee, so... Um, yeah, and, and Mac Brown, you look at his quote, he's, he's willing to take a, 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 a pan to the face, he said, um, to win this game versus, uh, you know, on the other side, you got Beamer saying that, you know, I'll, I, I, I'll do the Mayo bath, you know, I, I guess I will for charity. Yeah, Mac Brown's all the way in on this one. And, uh, yeah, it, Sam Howell started his career against South Carolina. Uh, with a with really big win there in Charlotte, and he's going to end his career against Dr. Alonzo Charlotte. Kind of cool little full-circle moment for him. So yeah. go, out, go out with a, a big bang and one of the better quarterbacks in the program history. Absolutely, absolutely. The 30th is shaping up to be a bunch of big games. The Peach Bowl is Michigan State and Pitt. Obviously no Kenny Pickett in this one. Uh, I understand it, and we can get into you know the, the players opting out, whatnot. I do have a, a thought I wanted to share, an idea I wanted to share with you on that one, but just knowing that, knowing that, obviously, his right, his decision, first-round talent, he would have shredded this Michigan State defense. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you know? like that, that's, that's the unfortunate part. I was ready to hammer Pitt if he was playing in this yeah. game. Yeah. Because that, that Michigan State secondary is, is ripe for the picking if he can take advantage of it. And I have no idea what their backup's going to do. Of course, they have uh, Keaton Slovis coming in. Next year, I would love to see transfers be able to come in and play. That would have been really fun um, to, to, see, to see him get a month of practice and get a good springboard going into next year. But, um, yeah, I, I, without Kenneth Walker, too, on the other side, I think um, Pickett is a bigger loss yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So I'm, I'm leaning Michigan State at this point, but I have no idea, man. I, I think I, this, this, the, the Pitt backup quarterback is sling the ball all over I the know. field, too, because – Addison's a hell of a wide receiver, and he, he's a first-team all, all AP this year, and he will be next year. And he's, he's no matter who's throwing him the ball, he, he's dangerous in space um, if you get it to him quick. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Michigan State's gonna be able to cover him, regardless of who's the quarterback. But I'm, I'm leaning Michigan State. I, I'm with you there. I, I think we got to be careful with backup quarterbacks. Utah State. I mean, that guy comes in and just starts throwing the lights out as an underdog That's too. Giraffe. So. So I, yeah. I, I do think Michigan State, I think Mel Tucker, this is the dream season for him, and I think they want to go for the finish line. So I do think they're going to be yeah. motivated. This is a huge opportunity for a program that, you know, both these teams really didn't expect to be here. I think even Michigan State more so than, than Pitt going into this one. Yeah. But I like the Spartans here. Uh, and it's funny, the over-under, which opened at about 62.5 initial line when everyone was in, dropped about six points. So something to monitor as yeah. well as it might be a lower-scoring affair between these two teams than originally thought. Uh, we do have one that we really like, I think, the uh, Las Vegas Bowl tonight, or tomorrow oh, yeah. night, with Wisconsin and Arizona State. Wisconsin is a six-point favorite. The over-under is just 41 points. 
And if you're reading the tea leaves, it's just not trending well for Arizona State. I think the Badgers might be able to open up the can in Las Vegas. I completely agree with you. Arizona State's without their top two running backs, and the there's just a cloud over that program right now, right? I mean, yeah. you ask any Arizona State fan, they don't think that that, that coaching staff is going to be there long. So, and then when you when you dive into the to the matchups, anytime they've played a program this year that that loves to hit you in the mouth, they fold it like a like a deck chair. You know, like Utah beat them up. Um, and, and they're they're very similar where they're gonna they're gonna beat you in the trenches and pound you on the ground. That's exactly what this Wisconsin program does. So yeah, I, I, the motivation factor isn't gonna be there for Arizona State. I don't think they, they got a lot of a lot of mismatches and, and all their weapons are out. So yeah, this, this, this sucker is, is made it all the way Badgers for me. I agree with that. I also uh, want to just add a note as well. I think my lowest confidence pick of the, of the uh, of all bowls might be that Central Michigan Washington State game. I, I don't know who, who who's ready for who in that one. <laughs> yeah, no idea. I, I think Wazoo is a nice little story. They rallied around uh, that that interim staff. You know, they they, they had to yeah. pick coaches up off the street halfway through the season with an unfortunate situation up there. And uh, yeah. I, I would lead Wazoo, but I don't know, man. The Mac's been so up and down this whole season, so I'm, I'm leaning towards fade the Mac and, and root for the good story in Wazoo. That they're they're going to try to fight hard for that that underman coaching staff. Before we get to the playoff, you know, my only addition to this whole opt-out discussion that I have is, and I've seen all different sides and, you know, appearance fees with NIL stuff, all that stuff. My only thing is let the red shirts play without burning a year. Yes. That's my. That's where I'm at. Give those guys a game. They've been practicing with the team. It's no different than when they get called on for injury or the start of the next year when they might have a big non-conference game to start. Let them have this moment. Yeah. That would be my addition. So, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. These are these are a bunch of glorified scrimmages at this point. Let's mm-hmm. let's let the players play. Let's start setting up teams and programs for success for next year. That's all the coaches really care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of opt-outs where programs probably could have played in the bowl game, but they got their month of practice already, and they're just going to move on without playing the game. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love that move. All right, Sean Sullivan here, Money Mitch Effect. Let's look at the playoff games on New Year's Eve. It's uh, still kind of the SEC Invitational. we got Georgia-Michigan in the nightcap, Alabama-Cincinnati up first. So, yeah, Alabama-Cincinnati, uh, that uh, that line is sitting at a tender 13 and a half over under yep. is 57 and a half i'm just going to give you the floor with uh, i think i think we kind of know what the pick is in this game but what's the betting uh-huh. strategy because obviously not a tide fan but a fan of making money so if you're going to educate the public on your strategy of what it would be best yep. to take alabama in this game how would you do it i think vegas is telling us something with this red right yeah and, and, pouring in on Bama and they have not budged on that line so at 13 and a half I, I love that number I, I think it's, it's going to be a classic Bama crockpot where yeah. Cincinnati's got enough talent to hang around but my concern is that they're, they're not a very explosive offense Ritter's a hell of a quarterback but they haven't been able to take the top off on too many AAC defenses and that's where you could really expose this Alabama defense Georgia couldn't do it but anybody that, that Alabama played, look at the Tennessee tape, they were able to take the top off the Alabama defense. And it was it was a close game going to the fourth quarter. And Cincinnati's a hell of a lot better program than Tennessee is. So 
if they can, if they can somehow take the top off, then that that's going to bring this game a little closer. So and then on the flip side, yeah, uh, I think that Cincinnati offensive line is is something to worry about. You got some freakazoids on that front seven for Alabama, and and I, I don't know how they're going to block them. You know, I, right. I, it's, it's, Alabama front seven just made that Georgia front look pedestrian in the SEC title game. They're a hell of a lot better up front than Cincinnati is. So that, that that's why I'm leaning Bama in this to be able to cover. I, I think Cincinnati is going to going to play hard for for all four quarters and and try to keep this thing close. Um, it might be close for a half. That's why I'm, I'm leaning away from Bama first half mm-hmm. and leaning towards Bama first game where they're going to crock pot it. Yeah. Now, I, I had one question for you. What's the, and this is just the, we're nerding out here. What's the kicking situation like at Cincinnati? Do we trust this guy? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. he, 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 he had a pretty good game against Georgia. I also just year. feel like they're going to, I feel like they're going to be aggressive because they have to, and I'm with you. I think the first half line is kind of what you stay away from. This might actually set up to be Alabama cover in the under because I do feel like yeah. in these semifinal games, with Saban because he's here every freaking year, that he kind of does save a little bit. He's not going to go empty. If, if he's got the win, he's not just going to go for the jugular because he's got a game next week. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I just – yeah, he's go got ahead. A month of, he's mm-hmm. not, it's, just, it's just insane, his record, when you give him a month, you know. And hell of a coaching staff under Luke Fickle too. So it's not like it's a huge mismatch there. Mm-hmm. But – Man, it's it's hard to bet against that guy when you got him on the scheme. I mean, maybe the maybe the other play too is because you mentioned it too. Cincinnati does not have the most explosive offense with Will Anderson and those guys. I feel like it could be a rough day for them offensively. Do you go? We always talk team totals. Do you go Cincinnati under team total? I don't have the number in front of me, but it could be worth it if you think yeah. your offense is going to get stuck. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. If you, and if you can get a get a Bama sack prop in there too I think that that might be tasty I have no idea what that number would be maybe maybe four I would I would set that at and I would shoot I'd, I'd be a tasty tasty prop too as well I would so, think with man. being a semi-final game that 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 number would be out there so Saban going for his eighth title in the uh <laughs> in the bowl in the, in the in the era it's just insane but uh, number one seed did again. Uh, the other one, Sully, the, the the main event of the of the night, New Year's Eve, Georgia, Michigan. Georgia seven and a half point favorite down in Miami there, and a forty five and a half over under in that one. A lot of conflicting, you know, betting strategies on this one. Will Michigan have the size on both sides of the ball to match up with Georgia? And what does Georgia's offense look like after a subpar, to say the least, performance against Alabama in the SEC title game? How do you see this one shaking out? Uh, I, I I think this is strength on strength here, and it, it's going to be a it's going to be I think old school football porn a little bit, you know, where you, you got two teams that are really really good up front. I, I love Hutchinson and Ojabo here. I think they're uh, they're going to take a little bit about Alabama's play or Georgia's playbook, and what Georgia didn't do against Alabama in that season title game, they got a little arrogant. They decided to, to sit back and trust their defense. And that's, that's where uh, a quarterback like Bryce Young will take, pick you apart. Obviously, Michigan doesn't have that quarterback. But still, I, you know, I, I think they're going to try to try to get uh, get pressure on on, on, uh, on Georgia and, 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 and pin their ears back a little yeah. bit. Um, and, I, you know, they got, the, they got the horses to do on the defensive line. They Offensive do. Offensive line-wise, I, 
I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to uh, hold off against that Georgia front. You know, they, they lean so much on, uh, on, on that run game. It just scares me to, to see, uh, you know, Davis and the boys up against uh, a, a very run heavy team. So maybe the unders the play here. I, I is Vegas telling us something with this line as well? It hasn't really budged either. That kids no. under seven often. So, um, that, do, does the does our boys in the in the desert like Michigan on this side? I I, th- I think yeah. I mean they might. I, I also think that I uh, that's a great Brett Musburger reference, by the way. I also think that this game yep. could turn. You know, Cade McNamara, Michigan's QB situation. Georgia's defense has been in a lot of close games that have just exploded based on a turnover or a big play. That's the that's uh-huh. the secret sauce to what they do. So I think I mean it sounds simple. There's obviously a lot that goes into it, but if McNamara plays a clean game, if Michigan doesn't turn the ball over, then I really think that they've got a chance here. But on the flip side, all it takes is one, and then that avalanche effect starts. You know, like like the like the Florida game. Like I mean, we can keep going. Your game. Like there's so many different times when it was close and then it wasn't. So I just yep. think that. That's going to be the key to this game. Right, and that's why you got to stay far from, in my opinion, the over under because this could be a you know this could be a twenty to ten game. This could be a you know a couple pick sixes, and then you could have Georgia or someone you know getting close to that number themselves. So um, right. I would I would lean Georgia to get to that SEC title rematch to win seven and a half is is in that is in that frisky range, but I'd say like a ten point victory. So yes, I will pick Georgia to cover. Yeah, I'll go with you on that one. Um, I, I just think they got a little arrogant against Alabama, and mm-hmm. Kirby's not going to not going to do that again. So, no, and they were winning um, in that game too. It wasn't like it was start to finish. It was it turned when they got arrogant, and then the wheels fell off. So, yeah, I think that was the wake up call. It was embarrassing, but it could be the wake up call they needed. Hundred percent. Yeah, pressure's on him too, man. You know that Georgia fan base is sweating. Because this is this is their team. They've had this circle for years. If they can't do it with Kirby, if they can't do it now, when you know you have the generational defense, all the pressures on on that side of the ball. Because I think Michigan at this point is playing with house money. You know they, yeah. they yeah. Harbaugh's got the huge five thousand pound monkey <laughs> off his back, beating Ohio State, and then won a Big Ten title. So they're 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 happy just to be here. Yeah. Georgia on the other hand has nothing to show for this great season so far. Losing in the SEC title game, he's got all the pressure in the world on him. So that, that's, that's a, that, I think it's going to be a treat. This, this game's going to be really fun for 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 comparatively to the other one. Couple more here with Sean Sullivan before I let you go. The January first games and beyond before we get to that eventual title game. Uh, the Outback Bowl starts us off every uh, New Year's Day morning. We got Penn State, Arkansas. James Franklin celebrating his new contract with some bloom and onion. And Arkansas, <laughs> and Arkansas celebrating Sully a season that has been amazing for them. From where they were a couple of years ago, this program 100%. has turned around, and I like them in this game. I do too. Penn State's got three huge guys on defense that are that are often out not playing. Of course, Traylon Burks, first round pick, wide receiver for Arkansas, isn't playing, but I still trust him to win this game. I, I, I think they're they're uh, you know the, the motivation factors on their side of the ball. Sam Pittman is going to want to douse himself in Bloomin' Onions after this game, so he's going to be coaching for his life. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the Hogs to smack him in the mouth here. 
he should coach the game as the Blue and Onion mascot. That would be – you really want to yeah. get woke him up into a frenzy. That would be great. Uh, I don't no. think you're going to put his arm too hard to do that. No. No. Uh, qu- any quick thoughts on Iowa-Kentucky? Another a close line that's all over the place. I think last I saw it's about – you know, well, crap, right now it's basically a pick em. It's three points Iowa on some sites, three points Kentucky. Any quick thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I think – this, this will be a really fun one. A, a lot of punts, a lot of turnovers. It's going to be a sickos committee special. Um, but Iowa loves to turn people over, and Kentucky loves to turn the ball over. Levis, good story. Coming back next year. Um, tweeted out the I'll be back Terminator video, which was pretty cool. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, the one thing Iowa does is turn people over and protect the rock. They won't give Kentucky a short field, which is what that offense really wants. And um, yeah, I think I think I'm leading Hawkeyes on that one. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fascinating one. I, I was a lot like like your Tennessee team. I feel like they win these mid level bowl games quite a bit. Um, yeah, they're like <laughs> penciled into the Gator or and they ball win every single year. And, and they, they win, win these games yeah. too. Uh, big one, Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. First time these two programs have ever played. I, I couldn't believe that's that. Now it's Notre that's Dame. At, Notre Dame at minus two, two and a half. Both teams were on the cusp of the playoff, and both teams, uh, which I like to see, have a lot of motivation in this game. You know, Freeman's the full-time coach. The boys are buzzing over that one in, in South Bend. Oklahoma State is still, like we mentioned, had an unbelievable exceeding expectations season. It should be a fun one uh, at the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, and I, I really have no, I have no idea on the lead on this game. Williams and Hamilton are out for Notre Dame. That's going to really sting. But, of course, Hamilton's been out for a little bit, so that's not, not as big of an issue. But, oh, it's hard to trust Oklahoma State in this spot after after yeah. a gut punch that they took in the Big 12 title game. My goodness. Did, inches yeah, away from I, the playoff. It's hard to trust their offense. I think defensively they can, they can hang in there, but – they got to get something from Sanders and them. I mean, that was that that was. I mean, I know they had a great season. And I understand it, but dude, if their offense gave them anything, they're they're. I mean, we know how it shook out, but they're they're winning the Big Twelve. Yep, and and they're taking Cincinnati spot in, against Alabama. So. Ooh, I don't see that. That would have been a fun one. That, yeah, I know. I just think Notre Dame, where they're at, and that that added boost of you know holding the fort down after Kelly. I think they might be tough. To beat in this one, uh, the Rose Bowl. Yep. Uh, unfortunately for my Buckeyes, there there's a lot of players not in this game, and Utah is all dialed in to play. I think it's a tricky one for Ohio State. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to pick them to lose, but I just don't know that they cover now down to four and a half points. It is a tough matchup for them, given that Utah does not quite as good, but they do a lot of the same stuff that Michigan did. Yep, they, uh, like we said earlier, they they love to smack you in the mouth and. They, they smacked around Oregon twice, and we saw what Oregon did on yeah. the road. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough matchup without some weapons for Ohio State. But on the flip side, I think Ohio State still has a lot of weapons. They still got the quarterback to, to expose that Utah secondary that's right for the picking. So, and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is still playing. Yeah. So, dude, that, that dude's a freak. Um, and I, I don't think Utah has got the horses to hang with him. So, uh, that, that, that guy's going to have a big game regardless of what the final score is going to be. So yeah. I think it's going to be a really, really, really fun game. It, it, it's Ohio State, um, not, not exactly where they want to be, but and this is the Utah Super Bowl. This is their first appearance in the Rose Bowl. So, um, yeah, Whittingham, hell of a coach. 
great coaching matchup. This this will be a really fun scheme. Uh, two different schemes going up against each other. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Buckeyes win, but not cover. I'll play that game. I'll, I'll say last okay. second field goal or something along those nature. Uh, that's where I'm leaning there. And then the last one of that night is uh, Baylor Ole Miss. We're we're, we're closing mm-hmm. it down, and uh, you know, Maddie Carell getting a chance. This is basically a pick 'em game. Baylor, you know, closing strong the way they win that game. They get all the way out and get to play that late night game, uh, Sully in the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss. Does Baylor have yeah. enough to just keep the dream season going, or will the Lane Train be riding in, in Noah yet again? I think the Lane Train's rolling. Uh, Matt Corral final game in powder blue and red, and they're gonna they're gonna want to they're gonna have a pretty partisan crowd there. Are you it's, surprised he's playing? No, no. I think he wants to put on a show. This is a yeah. this is a big tough spot, uh, and against a really good defense for Baylor. If you could if you could put up a three hundred yard burger on him, um, that that's just only going to really help project uh, shoot him up the draft board. Um, and it, I, I think this quarterback class has some dudes in it, but it's not not super top heavy. And he could really help himself out with a really good performance against a good 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 team in Baylor. And um, he, he, I think on the other side, Bohannon is supposed to play. They're hopeful he's going to play. They really need him. Um, in this spot because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score with Ole Miss and I don't think they're gonna be able to do it. So give me give me the Rebels in this one in a, in a, in a small spread. I like it. I think they're going to go for the jugular. I like his decision to play, not just because I like seeing him play, but this is him a chance to put on a show and really increase his stock in this game. Uh, with you on Ole Miss, Sully, this was fun. And I also know we're probably going to be in that week leading up to the playoff betting on LSU too. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't we'll know see. about that. So the LSU quarterback yeah. room is Oh, wow. They're, they're going to be playing uh, Nussmeyer, who is That's the true. Uh, son of the the, uh, the the former office coordinator for the Tigers, that staff is checked out. <laughs> I, and yeah, uh, Kansas State's burned us a few times this year, though. Maybe we'll have to bet an under or something. I just that that yes, is a that, that is a catch twenty two. Only game on for like a week. Need action, but don't trust or like either team. That's a tough one. Yeah, and and uh, Thompson is supposed to play for K State. Don't bet anything. <laughs> no twenty minutes before. But, before kickoff, man, no. this is it, it's a it's a freaking quarterback massacre in that game. It's going to be a. a I mentioned the sickos committee delight. I think this might be the second, the second ball game of all to cap it off. It's perfect. Oh, well, Sully, this was fun. Pleasure chatting with you all season. Let's win some money. Good luck to your Vols. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you always coming on the Money Mitch Effect, talking some college ball. Let's finish this season strong. That's right. Thank you for having me, good sir, and let's, uh, let's hopefully win some bets. Huge thanks to my guy, Sean Sullivan, for appearing on today's Money Mitch Effect episode. Hope everybody out there enjoyed this bonus show and is enjoying their Christmas holiday season as we ramp up for the new year, 2022. 
You can catch the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. As always, follow me on Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. Sully's on Twitter at SullyVall, doing some great stuff for Yahoo Sports and their college football department. A lot of good podcast stuff there. And uh, check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page for all this podcast and more. We're back next week to recap these bowls we just discussed, talk some NFL football. We'll we'll see what my Browns are doing, but uh, there's some football and hockey and basketball resuming as well. 2022 is going to be a good year. I wish you nothing but the best to all your loved ones, to everybody out there listening. Thank you. I'm Mitch Michaels, and until next time, as always, keep enjoying sports.